the only thing I want to do is drink right now because that's all Pete makes me want to do. He just makes me feel like an alcoholic. You know what? I bet his parents are an alcoholics, and that's why they're not in the show this episode. Even though we've seen Pete's house so many freaking times, you know what it doesn't have? A parent. Wait, wait, wait. You've seen his house? Yeah, we've seen Because all we've seen is his shack. <laughs> I no, assume no, no, that's his room. No, 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 no. He ran out of his house whenever John and Clark were driving away. Yeah, but we haven't seen the inside. Well, yeah, I know that. Maybe he was just going to go grab dinner from his parents real quick and take it back to his room, a.k.a. the shack. So you're saying that Pete is uh, living in the shed? Yes. There is no proof of this. Hmm. Is there a bed? I wish. Oh, wait. Okay. We'll, we'll have if to you look. have a bed in there, then okay. <laughs> I'm going to believe everything that you're telling I'm me. I'm making some really bold claims right now, okay? No, you have to stick by them. You can't be making these claims and then being like, you know what? I take them back. There's no take backs. I could take back if it's involving Pete. No. For sure. <laughs> no, no, no. I could. Uh, so the other thing that we get to get into is... I would just kick Lionel out of my freaking house. <laughs> my God. My God. I would be like, get the blind man out of here. Dude. I don't want crazy old man, like, even near me. The whole time I was thinking, I was like, man, if I was Lex, just I kick would him just the curb. kick him out. Just get rid of him. I'd be like, wait, you're, you went AWOL on the PT people? Get out. Why are you here? Joseph, spoiler alert, we're not going to be able to get into that yet. That's true. At right, first, right. let's go off of what he originally says at the beginning. This is just a father wanting to spend time with his son. He's such full of shit, He bro. is the biggest piece of crap <laughs> on planet Earth. And I think making him blind, it, it it makes it worse because now he's using that as just the ultimate crutch. Yeah, so I just, everything is, Lex, I'm blind. I don't think I've ever felt this type of hatred for someone who's blind before even in a show usually when they're blind it's like oh man you feel bad you mean you see him walk in into the mansion and you're just like with the stick he's all tapping just trying to figure out his way and i'm just like sit down i wish he was blind deaf and somehow had some type of issue with his legs paralyzed <laughs> lecture have just been like oh hey dad wrong way no let me turn you around and then he just goes right back out the door. <laughs> Why don't you just have like a driver take him somewhere and then just don't tell him where he is? Yeah, you don't need, You can just give hand signs. He's not going to see. Yeah, like, and uh, you could probably take him in the middle of nowhere. You know what? Nobody's going to miss Lionel. I wouldn't. Name one person. Right now, I wouldn't. There's not one person that would be able to miss Lionel. Give me one. Yeah, you're right. Maybe um, Victoria. Hamilton. No. Oh my! You know All what? Right. Okay, we're we're <laughs> no no. I can't believe you're trying to jump to these things because so dude. many things just, about that already pissed me off. I know this is your favorite episode, dude. Okay, this is one of the worst <laughs> things on planet Earth. Thank God though, we had heat last week, and now next week I have red. You know what's weird? It's like I got the heat with the fire, which is also red, and then I got next week with the actual red. I'm just feeling the red these days. You know what it reminds me of? Red red lace you know reminds me of that <laughs> nicodemus all right i think your dick is <laughs> what's hard what's now dude <laughs> you know what i have to be excited about something for this episode because what else do i have got yeah. pete's problems aka ron weasley dude you have me oh god oh 
Well, we're back again this week uh, on the Somebody Save Me podcast. Um, we have episode three, Duplicity. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Episode three, Duplicity of season two. Look at this. Look at this whole thing of what happens here. What are Small you trying to zero. say? What, what was... Um... What do you mean? It like was I'm duplicity. Gonna, I'm going to show you. Are you trying to tell me what duplicity means right now? I'm going to show you this in-depth definition that what? IMD, IMDB shows. Look at this. Okay. that. <laughs> what is that? There's... Duplicity means a deceitfulness in speech or conduct, speaking or acting in two different ways concerning the same matter with the intent to deceive. Example. Lying. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't get into the examples because that's what they are doing with the entire paragraph. Well, I'm just saying, like, for instance, everybody. it just means you're lying. You're being deceitful. And uh, and then, it, as you can see, it's, show, it's showing all these examples from the episode of the duplicity. I thought it was like a duplex, meaning, like, somebody just lives, like, right next door to you or something. Okay, I think you might be dumb. Okay, you know what? <laughs> then I should be going to Smallville High because apparently I'd be fitting right in. You would fit right in. <laughs> you know what? You These would are my fit type of people. Right that in, is for dude. damn sure. Because I don't have any other friends that understand me. You know who understand me? Chloe. Chloe sucks. <laughs> no, she doesn't. How <laughs> dare you? Don't even get me on that right now. Because we're going to get into it where I hope later on we're actually going to be able to get into a sleepover. And once again, uh, we'll get into the details. Uh, the sleepover. All right. But yeah, well, of course, we, uh, yeah, again, welcome. We have to, of course, just intro. Beautiful. Every single time. It's the only thing that's going to make this episode great because now you should probably just stop and just skip everything else. (laughs) Yeah, moment of silence for that intro. (laughs) We're already done. All right, cool. Let's get it started. Hey, so let's get to the intro of Jitters. I'm sorry, duplicity. (laughs) No, this is Jitters part two. (laughs) This is seriously the opening to Jitters. Yeah, so yeah, we open up to the mansion and it's already giving vibes that Jitters gave off. We had the shaking hand. Uh, it looks like it's probably Hamilton from the rear view, and you could tell it is. You, could, so, you could tell it's for sure Hamilton. It's the hair, and it's the slacks. The way he dresses, yeah, too. and it's the ex- overcoat. You can easily tell exactly who it is, which, by the way, he has no control over his left arm. Yeah, there, he, this it's man... truly tweaking as if he has jitters. And I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like how he's walking down the hallway. Why is he walking down there, like, so deceitful hold on hold on just to pause it real quick because to your point he then even walks in completely normal right now in front of Lex. <laughs> you know what he looks like whenever he's walking down the hall is the matt reeves joker whenever he's like walking around being like yeah see you know what that's exactly why the new joker pisses me off because he shouldn't be looking like hamilton and smallville <laughs> having the tweaks yeah, he looked like a crippled Joker, but um, he's just walking in normally now, as if it's nothing. He saved up his entire energy for this, but he still can't control that left hand. Yep, and Lex was already expecting him, so we can't even uh, do it unannounced here. He was expecting him. He called him in. Hamilton's like, "Why'd you call me in?" Well, I don't, you know, I hate progress reports. Well, apparently, there's going to be a lot of lawsuits on Lex Luthor's desk because when you're Hamilton, everything can be said out loud, but the moment that you turn violent, apparently your boss doesn't want that to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, uh, and, I mean, he notices his crazy hand or arm as he walks in. He's like, okay. Well, um... he's completely even saying this guy's a, a, like a liability at this point. I yeah. can't trust this man whatsoever. What am I going to be able to do? Which, so wanting to pause just like another five seconds here. This means, obviously, because the moment the episode starts, I think kryptonite that this is just overdone inside of his body he's just been exposed too much of it just like the jitters episode and by the way there's going to be a lot of comparisons here with that it really is and and even already throws nods because lex as you know in the comics justice league cartoon he he had that exposure problem remember because he had the the rock with him for so long he also almost died and then he had to create a mazo yep yeah. Exactly. Two barter episode. And then, and then episode. even uh, even the suit he has uh, also helped him sustain life. No, that's true. And yeah. I'm trying to think of the ape. What was his name? Um, it wasn't. It wasn't Grodd. It was the other one. Uh, Humanite. Humanite. That's exactly. Dude, what it was. Yeah. Humanites goes in. No, they bro. brought him in out of nowhere. That was actually really great. They really did. He was like Humanite. Shut up. He's like his cellmate. Oh man, that, that brain was so big. <laughs> it was like a set of balls. <laughs> what? I'm just. We're all. We're, I'm just saying what we're all thinking, dude. I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> different childhood. <laughs> so, basically, Hamilton's just like, dude, I don't want your doctor. I, I you know, you're this relation. This relationship does suck. It does suck. You know why, Lex? You don't understand because you're just too myopic. Yeah, he threw that myopic he turn. Just threw in it in his face, face and then said, "Guess what? I'm gonna go for a drive." But let's cut to a truck driver, which, oh, oh my I'm God. sorry, van driver. <laughs> And he's just eating his sunflower seeds. <laughs> and I was, the moment that we're showing Hamilton leave the office, and then you have this guy, it's okay, there's going to be some type of accident. How is it going to happen? There's They spend too much time with me having to watch this guy eat sunflower seeds. It's really, because what does Ray's lock and key have to do with anything? I just love that he chews those seeds and spits them on the window inside. <laughs> Man, that part cracked me up. I don't know what it was. But did you even see his car is glowing green in there? Hamilton's. I, I actually put that in my notes. And I was going to ask you, what do you think that was? His belly? <laughs> I'm full. Full of all the rocks. His belly just glows with the so, green kryptonite. Yeah, so that random van and Hamilton are basically about to go collide with each other on the road because Hamilton's not paying attention. He's trying to grab meds out of his car. And then, of course, we got Sunflower Seed Boy just flipping his shit over because Hamilton's an idiot. Hey, uh, Joseph, did he just, like, fly off a mountain? Because how in the world did his car do that? Dude, it went so far. It went so far before he even hit the ground again. It didn't even make any sense. It was like a 50-yard pass going into the end zone. (laughs) I was like, what the hell is this car doing? Did he go off a ramp? Nope. But you know what? Who decides to pull up to be the hero of this episode? That boy Pete Ross. Yes. He still sucks. Oh, God. But, yeah, so he pulls up because Hamilton was kind of just spooked and drove off. Basically a hit and run. And so Pete comes to help the guy in the van, and he sees what he's staring at, just making sure he's okay, of course. But he sees what the driver's staring at, and lo and behold, we have Clark's spaceship. It is now being found by Pete and Ray. How long is this ship being here? What, what was it, an entire summer? An entire summer, the ship has just been laying in this cornfield where nobody has been able to find it. 
That's yeah, I know there's been maintenance on those crops yeah, in those three months. Yeah, what are we talking about? Everything has to be going through the crop cycle where it's either half on, cut, full grown. Either way, you're going to be have to going through that cycle. And you know what we didn't do? We're just going to hide a spaceship for four months. Hilarious. This yeah. is awful. And by the way, I actually thought that Pete killed that guy. Or like there was some type of thing where that guy was dead in that scene. Oh, really? Which also kind of threw me off when it comes to this next scene because whenever they're only talking about the ship i go man pete's such an asshole he didn't even want to save the guy he just only cared about finding his spaceship yeah that's kind of true it was kind of true and you can even again we'll get into it yeah, because yeah, we yeah. have to go through our commercial break here that's true yeah, what we i hit... do want to get back to why the long break for the ship like the ship do you think they, they had any type of plan with that it would just it just it should have just made more sense if like the whole tornado event was back to back, you know. To put that little gap in there really just causes these questions and concerns. Why would it just still be laying there? I know that's someone's field. Someone has to do maintenance on it. No one did maintenance in the past three months and saw a huge shit just laying there. It was an entire summer. Entire summer. It was the entire time Clark was not emailing Chloe. Uh, he was too busy cleaning up his barn. And then you had Lana being able to just make a breakup a tape for Whitney. <sighs> what do you mean? I hate that shit. Why do you hate that? That breakup tape is so stupid. What I love more than anything is that she used everybody to soften the blow first <laughs> to just say that, hey, Whitney, everybody misses. <laughs> but guess what? Yeah. I'm going to end this. Yeah, she's like, Oh, yeah, you know, they're all happy to say hi. I hope you enjoyed seeing them. Now this is what's going to happen. We're done. Guess what? I don't like this relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, your basic training's going bad. Now it's going to go worse. Remember when you said that you didn't have anybody and that you should be wanting to have somebody around you? Well, guess what? Nobody's going to be around you now. You lost your dad. Now you lost me. Ooh. <laughs> shots fired. She did said you even... that during one of the episodes. I, wa I want to bring up, too. Did you see the car Pete pulled up in? Man was driving. Why is everyone driving these classic cars around town? I have no... We're going to need the brothers on the episode to be able to answer this question because they said they were from Kansas. They said they grew <laughs> up in this type of town. So they're going to have to explain the classic car thing to me. That's right. Because I completely agree. You're trying to tell me that Pete's family, who was working in the cream corn factory, <laughs> is able to afford a vehicle like that? Fuck you. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesse, Zach, I know y'all are hearing this, man. We need answers. We need <laughs> answers, Kansas residents. All right. All right, so let's get back to Steph Curry. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, Logo Lillard. This is Logo Lillard right now. So, so we are open up at uh, Clark going through his shooting of the hoops where he is – Okay, this scene just really makes me mad because what Clark is doing is backing up as far as he can in his driveway to be able to shoot the shot. Why is this what he's doing with his powers? <laughs> Why is this what he's been able to focus on? Why can't we actually focus on something that your powers can do? This is stupid. Yeah, You're not like going to actually go into sports. We've already been down this road. It's crazy, too, because you know what I liked about um, last episode is that he gets the new power right. And he's actually training himself yeah. in the barn, exactly. like lighting candles, small little things. And then he's heating up popcorn like he's actually practicing. Why wouldn't you be practicing your speed more? Why wouldn't you be practicing how strong you can be? You know what I mean? 
And your x-ray, like, how far can we go with that? Exactly. He's not even trying to improve anything. And, by the way, the only thing I do have to touch on as well, Pete would have been able to see Clark run through that spot after he just shot that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pete is pulling up while Clark (laughs) is running back there. There's no way in hell that Pete's just like, hey, how did you get from over there to over here? Oh, well, I'm just going to pull up in my car, sit up on my seat, and say, what up, Clark? I hate Pete so much. Oh, you hate him. (laughs) In this episode. I thought this was your boy, dog. He is... He is not my boy. And even when he pulls up, he's just like, oh, you're not going to make the basket from there. You're crazy. Pete, go to hell. What? Kids can't have fun? I think you're just dogging on him because he's white. Hey, they made a movie about this. White man can't can jump. jump. Can jump. Can That's right. Jump. Woody, Woody did prove it. He did. He did prove it. I don't you know, know if he's still condemned to this day, though. <laughs> you know what's funny? is like the one of the handful of times we actually see and hear them pull up to the barn we get occasional lex here and there maybe chloe but man it's nice to see that someone can notice someone pulling into the driveway so did pete find a nicodemus flower and not tell anybody because he comes in the most hyped i've ever seen somebody come in well you've always said he has the crazy confidence so maybe it's just his personality i mean he turns in an anala from the lion king here where it's oh or oh, I'm sorry, Nala is Clark while Pete is Simba, <laughs> where he's walking up to Clark being like, hey, I know a spot. I'll tell you what it is when we get there. Tell me where we're going. No, just wait for the secret. Like, Pete, just tell him where the hell you're going. Damn, what is this? Dude, we totally, tell me you heard the song that Clark, uh, during his shooting hoops phase there, that you heard that song that was playing. It's like, uh, I'm not from this ordinary world. And I try to Shazam it, bro. It doesn't exist. So it's it that exist? bad of a song. They had to make it for the show. No, 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 no. That can't be possible. Swear to God, bro. They played it again at the end. Okay. The only way that makes sense is that it's actually somebody from the cast who sang that song. I hope it's Michael Rosenbaum. Okay. There's no way that was or it's a uh, Or it's John Glover. Maybe it was Pete because this is his episode. Maybe it was Ray. Maybe it was Eric the van driver. Ray and the sunflower seeds. That's Maybe that's what the band was called. That's what I'm saying. And that's that was their name. one time they would be able to advertise, <laughs> and that's the only thing why they would be able to show his name on the door. Because Joseph, what does that even do to me? What Nothing. is showing who like he works for? What was he even doing in that scene? What was the sunflower scene? I think there that was. 15 seconds too long because they literally only say his name once in the in this episode yes. i think and i think that's why they showed it just to show that his name was ray maybe all right so after peaky so hype that he's gonna be able to go and tell clark hey like, let's go look at the cornfield yeah look what i just found you're not gonna believe it hey you know what and clark he just i wish that he had a better poker face in this scene but once again going back to what i was saying earlier i truly thought that somebody was dead in that truck and (laughs) pete only cared about going to see that spaceship yeah because even even when i first saw him flipped upside down he looks like he's dead oh like he has a full-on gash in his head i mean i wouldn't be surprised the way the the car went full hail mary 
on the cornfield. Oh, and by the way, Pete doesn't even acknowledge that the guy even existed. He's <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, hey, look at this, Clark, look over like, here. I found this spaceship way, last night. Why isn't Clark going, what's with all the blood in the seat of this truck? <laughs> what's, what happened last night? Where did you find this? What were you doing? Oh. None of those questions are asked. Instead, it's like what we talked about before with the Scooby-Doo gang. Dead bodies, blood, uh, cobwebs, nothing phases them. Really? No, it doesn't. And you know what's... I will, I'll excuse the poker face right now because... Because of what? Pete is so jacked up? Well, just up. because if he brought anyone else, they would still definitely have some type of weird face going on. Like, oh, what the hell is this? Is this a spaceship? Okay, what is with him, though? Whenever he... Look, I got Dude, it. It's the worst that Clark does because, again, he's lying to his friend, making them seem crazy. I actually don't blame... I Really? You're taking Pete's side on this? No, no, I'm just saying Clark's doing it again. Like Ooh. last, uh, what was it? Two, no, the tornado thing with uh, Lana. Yeah, I know, but it's not necessarily making Pete feel crazy because he's just saying, are we sure that this is a spacecraft? Are we sure that this is exactly what it is? Pete, what's the proof? We don't have the proof. This yeah, could okay. be some type of any, which by the way, is true. If you were to call any type of government official or police officer, they're immediately going to put up like yellow tape and something and just say, oh, well, hey, thanks for finding this, but this isn't what it really is. They will always lie to you. I don't oh. know what Pete thinks he's going to get out of this. And this is what I also hate about the episode is now Pete's throwing a hissy fit because Clark is like, you know what? I'm going to go back to uh, the barn. Let's take it back to my house. Pete, whoa, whoa, whoa. Clark, I know how your dad is. I know what your dad would say. We're not going to do that. We're going to take it to my house. We're going to take it to my yeah, bar. Yeah, battle of, like, who gets to call dibs, I guess. Yeah, and Pete's like, I found it first. Yeah. Uh, it's like, Grow dude, up. Dude, chill out. How about we just take it somewhere? Hey, Pete, how about since we're using my father's truck, I'll decide where we take my father's truck. Right, because he even asked him, like, oh, no, bring your truck. We got to go get some. Boom. It's like, um, I got dibs now, buddy. I'm the cat. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah. I'm the captain now. Hey, you know what, Pete? If you don't want to take it to my barn, that's cool, man. Uh, find another way. Uh, find another way to get this ship out of the cornfield. Clark needs to be able to play some type of bluff because the other side of it, too, is Clark now knows where it is. So he can just run back later and get it. That sucks. By, by the way, that's all really Clark has to do this entire episode, which is why it also makes me mad. He could truly just stake out whatever Pete's going to do and then just wait for his opportunity to just take it and run. That's true. Yeah. It'd be too easy. Too easy, bro. He's 15. He should be able to think of these things. Hey, man. He was just 14. Cut him some slack. All right. You can now get into the father-son <laughs> so, yeah, relationship. So, so they go. They take, the obviously, the ship. They're going to go take it back to Pete's. So we get to the mansion, and I love Lex's face. As soon as he sees his dad walk in with the cane, he's like, oh, my God. Well, he's truly like, I'm sorry. I wasn't even expecting you. What the hell are you doing here, you crippled old man? I just I don't feel bad for Lionel at all. How could you ever feel bad for him? He was such a horrible person, which goes back to Lex should have just allowed the storm to take his father. Oh, no, another pillar fell on his face. Lex, how did five pillars fall on him? I don't know. Hey, so uh, technically Lionel's unannounced here. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You would be Imagine able to put him as Imagine a blind guy being unannounced. Is, are you trying to, what? <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, they would give warning, you know? Like, hey, I'm blind. I'm going to be there soon. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't do, know. <laughs> do blind people usually, like, warn people? They should. <laughs> you know what? 
I, really, I mean, their voice still works, right? Hey, you know what? At least, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say at least their voice? <laughs> yeah, their voice still works, right? So, I mean, I'm sorry you can't see, but hey, be vocal. You know what? At least Lionel is being honest with Lex and telling him he's just wanting to spend some father time together. Bullshit. And then he says, Lex, I can tell by the sound of your voice that you're not wanting me around. Why would he want you around? Dude, that's exactly what I thought. I was why? like, why? Like, in your right mind, Lionel, I know you're probably maybe being sarcastic, but you have to think in somewhere in that giant mind of yours, your son doesn't want you here. Your son wants nothing to do with you, Lionel. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want him there either. And I hate, and I love that uh, Lex is like, no, father, I'm just really concerned about your well-being. I was like, father, dude, cut that shit out. Dude, cut it out. And that's Call him Lionel, practically, shit. It's like Lex says something where it's like, man, that's harsh, or he makes the sound of his voice make it seem like that there's something else going on, but then he takes it back like 10 seconds later. Yeah. And it's, you're like, dude, just stick with it. Hey, man, it's like we don't need split personalities here. Yeah. All right? Yeah, save that for Moon Knight. Oh! We don't talk about Marvel here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Next scene, we are going to the Talon, where... Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to assume that this person's going to be coming down the line later on as a villain because we have Nell and Dean, her new Dean. boyfriend, sitting at the Talon, telling Lana how to organize her establishment dude i would whoop this man's ass the nerve of this the guy nerve the of nerve of this guy the audacity because even lana raises her eyebrows like oh you telling me how to run my business isn't this your first time here lana should be looking at now going is this your boy is yeah. this your boy you better check him I mean, if you really think about it, though, well, Nell doesn't own it anymore, huh? Yeah, that has nothing to do with Nell. This Wait, but she's a minor, so technically Nell does own it. Well, Nell would have to be able to sign off as a guardian or something, but technically the contract is still with Lana. The contract is still in Lana's name. Granted, mm. Nell would have to sign off if anything maybe like is some type of power of attorney if we're going to dive into this. We're getting into legals. Yes. We're getting into legals now. Either way, I think Dean is in some type of legals, but he has to be a villain later on down and the tell me, Tell me why I remember this guy precisely from a movie I know, and you know too, Fantastic Four, bro. What? He was in Fantastic Who Four. Who is he? He's the guy, the first one, uh, Dr. Doom. Getting his powers, he's having revenge on the people that shut him out of his company. Man, and he's the guy that he kills in the parking garage and shoots a electricity hole in his chest. Okay, I, all right, I do remember the electricity hole in the guy's chest. So that's even like, you know what, Victor? Why don't you go to uh, Latvira? You know, oh, you, you know, they really liked you there, so you probably do better there. And then that's when he kills him. Well, yeah, he like owns that entire country. Yep. That's his entire home. And so whenever Dean and Nell then kiss each other goodbye here, after Lana gives that look of get the hell out. It's a very passionate kiss. Okay, Nell is even like looking at Lana while she is kissing Dean. First of all, that's disgusting. Like, what are you doing listening? It's, it's honestly rude. Like, yeah, it's like, ooh, hey. Like, what are you doing? Like, go, just peck each other and go away. Yeah, quit all that snogging. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, dude, we got to make the Harry Potter references because we have a Ron Weasley situation in this episode. I don't even think Ron Weasley would act this bad. Ron Weasley would not act this bad. I'm going to actually give Ron a lot more credit. Yeah, well... Yeah. 
No, no, no. I'm giving Ron a little bit more credit. Oh, okay. Because he at least uses Hermione eventually to then try to, like, mend their uh, hatred towards each other. I'm not an owl! <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, so it honestly is rude what Dean did there. I feel like common sense, you don't do that in front of the, the I mean, the, the minor, you know what I mean? And so Dean leaves, and it's just Nell and Lana, and well, Chloe walks in, and Nell goes... Hey, uh, yeah, how's it going? How, how is, is the sleepover? Yeah, how is the sleepover with the studying? And Lana could not be more obvious in this situation where if I'm Nell's aunt, if I'm Nell, the aunt, I immediately go and you're grounded. Yeah, um, you're, you're you filthy piece of shit liar. <laughs> but, you know, Chloe catches on that obviously she's going to back up Lana. Lana, though, is really like nudge. Hey. Hey, she literally hey. looks at her like, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to say something, right? No. I was, I was with you. No, silly. That is not what happened. And now it's just like staring at her. We're like, come on. Yeah, we got a reference to Keanu today, though. Oh, we did. Because just like what you said, Chloe was able to pick up on what was going on where she immediately says, oh, I'm sorry we weren't able to study because we were too busy having a Keanu DVD-a-thon. Mm. And what would that be at this current time period? Matrix, Speed, uh, Devil's Advocate, uh, Point Break? Yeah. Which, by the way, that's still a good amount of movies there. Yeah, actually, I was, I was, I was yeah, listening off. I already named four. I was going to say, you're, yeah, you're pretty much just going through it here. So that would ma make perfect sense. And especially because the time period, Matrix would, start, would still be big. Bill and Ted. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to be as big as Matrix. Oh, no, yeah, Matrix was 99, so. Yeah, so this would be around the Revolutionary. same Revolutionary. Exactly. Mm -hmm. All right, so. Nell leaves. Nell leaves where Chloe immediately says, you know, next time you'd be able to give me the heads up and you wouldn't have to lie and we could come up with a better excuse besides a Keanu DVD-a-thon. And not even that. She even says, like, hey, how about, you know, you don't have to lie. You know, we can actually hang out. You're welcome to come over anytime. Ew. Because, because what, they're best friends? Is that oh what's going on right God, now? Oh, dude. Yeah, let me get to that in a second. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah, Lana's just talking about, like, yeah, I just need to get away because Dean sucks. He's a new guy for now. And so I'm just trying to get out of that. All right. So you had to have put this in the notes because I did. So the reason why that Lana wanted to lie and say that she was at uh, Chloe's is because Dean and Nell, she wanted to get some alone time. So they were just having sex and she was tired of hearing them, right? Mm. She got enough of that with Nell and uh, Lex. That, yes, exactly. She was, Lex sex? She just knows how her Aunt Nell is, which obviously with making out in the coffee shop while staring at Lana, she probably is having sex in the living room trying to have Lana come down the stairs so she can stare at her too. Yeah, probably hearing a lot of... <laughs> I hate it here. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> She's just crying because she just has to hear the loud banging sounds. Where's Clark? Hey. And that is why she had to be able to lie. That's what I put. It had to be because Nell and Dean wouldn't stop having sex. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, I mean, you can easily walk away from a situation where someone just keeps maybe making out, being really flirtatious it, and shit. No. They were having sex, probably very loudly, too. Exactly, because you'd be able to go in your room. If it's truly bothering you about seeing somebody be lovey-dovey, just go in your room. Yeah. And then You're you, a won't hear, you won't hear anything. You're, it's just a matter of seeing it, you know? Oh. But now when you have a problem of hearing it, that's when you leave the house. That's when you want to leave the house. So Lana, not a fan of her aunt getting banged. Which, I just have to be honest with you, kind of selfish. 
Honestly, so, dude, Nell's just trying to get one, bro. We know that Nell had to hear Lana and Whitney talk about their feelings. I mean, obviously, they weren't doing anything, but do you know how many times Nell had to sit through one of, like, Whitney's crying fests about his dad? Well, you know what? It's not fair, because Nell cock-blocked Lana and Clark that one time on the porch, dude. Oh, I completely forgot about that. You want to talk about selfish? You know Nell's what? selfish. Nell is the selfish one now. That's I completely right. forgot that she even looked at Clark. Clark, shouldn't you be going home? And then when Clark leaves, stay away from the Kent boys. Yeah. What? And then she decided to host a party pretty much for herself at Lex's house. Oh, my God. Uh, hey, Lex, can you call this Lana's birthday party? Thanks. Yeah, if I'm Lana, I'm probably not going home either. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to be going home. And, you know, it's the first mention that Lana actually stayed at the Talon overnight, which is a nod because foreshadowing, they end up staying there. That ends up being like a primary residence for Lana at some point. Yeah, by the way, um, if I am a, so at this point, 15 years old, I'm 15 years old, I'm a sophomore in high school, and I get to stay at my coffee joint establishment as like a a room upstairs that has its own bed, probably its own area, I got plenty of food, plenty of drinks, Um, Joseph, I'm never going home. Yeah, no. I'm never going to your nail bed. They highly, highly mistook me for someone who would still stay at home if i had that opportunity what what is that a- any child is not going to choose to go listen to nail bank they're going to choose the coffee now maybe i would go hear it i don't know i'm also a boy dude you and <sighs> we're gonna go to the next scene here because i don't want to i don't want to even touch on that with dean All gross right. Uh, so after the talon uh, with lana and chloe's convo we pull up to pete's shack at his house and they just put the ship inside. And, of course, Pete's already like, oh, dude, we got to go tell Chloe. It's like the Holy Grail to her. And Clark immediately, once again, such a terrible poker face. No, Pete, don't do this. Dude, he's come coming on. up with the craziest excuses. But Clark is really like, come on, she's going to write about it. Yeah, I know, man. That's the idea. That's the point. Because then we're going to be able to become movie stars. Why would they ever write a story about this? You know what's crazy? Why would they think Pete's a movie star? <laughs> I don't know if you remember in Man of Steel with Zack Snyder movie. Yeah. Uh, Pete Ross is the bully, ends up being the nice little church boy. Yeah. And then he ends up being the grown-up manager at IHOP. Yeah, so... <laughs> Wait, that's really mean. Yeah. You know what? Zack had to be a fan of Smallville, and he must have just hated this Pete Ross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he immediately wanted to make sure, I'm going to give him the worst thing I could possibly think of. It was so funny watching that movie the first time, and I was like, this is Pete Ross. I remember him being like, not the bully at all. No, he's never the bully. But he still sucks. He still, <laughs> still sucks no in this movie. No matter what he's in, <laughs> no matter what type of attitude Pete Ross has. Zach's in the storyboard meetings like, you know, I want to put Pete Ross in this, but hey, I was a big fan of Smallville, so we have to keep it consistent. He has to suck. <laughs> y'all, I'll leave it up to y'all. I'll leave it up to y'all. Make him suck. Make him suck. Throughout the whole film. Throughout the whole film. Throughout the whole film. It's like, so get this, Zach. <laughs> He's a bully, right? Okay, I love it. I love it. Okay. He becomes cool with Clark for a little bit. Okay, cool. Because they're best friends in Smallville. And um, we make him a manager at IHOP when he's Superman already. So Clark leaves him behind? Son of a bitch. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely how it went down in the storyboard meetings. Yeah, um, there was definitely a lot of crapping on Pete. And <laughs> I think it is well-deserved after this episode because Clark does make up some reasoning behind it, 
where it's, we don't know if this is going to be a legit spacecraft, so we shouldn't call her, because otherwise, she'll write a report about us, about how dumb we are. Yeah. This is a terrible excuse. And I, and I love it. He's like, I don't know about you, Pete, but I'm not willing to risk it. Uh, are you? Man, Clark, that was a great reason. You know what? I believe you. Nothing's going to happen tonight. Look, he tells him, like, uh, yeah, so well, how do you think we open it, Clark? Clark's like, you know what? Have at it. I'm going to go, you know, put up some missing spaceship flyers. Uh, you go ahead and go to town. He's a dick. Yeah, no, no. That Clark scene with is the, mean. That scene with the crowbar is really mean. <laughs> yeah, P, why don't you take this crowbar and have a good time? Like, how do you open it? It's like, oh, I'm not sure, but hey. Take this crowbar. Have at it, dude. It's like you handed the toddler a toy and then left them in their, like, little playpen area. And you said they're not going to be able to go anywhere. You literally gave them, like, a problem to try to solve even though it's unsolvable. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> He's an asshole, dude. Uh, you know what? But I right now, okay, right now in the episode, yes. Clark could be the definition of what I would like to call a complete asshole. But... Later on in the episode, I'm going to be on his side. I'm just going to warn for a no, foreshadowing. I'm going to be a little foreshadowing uh, here. Everything he has done so far with Pete, I'm agreeing with. No, I think and I'm already thinking what you're thinking. I'm, yeah. I think, I'm picking up what you're putting down, brother. All right. That's all I want to be able to make sure of here. All right. So um, next thing, we go back to the Ken house. Where Clark is now convinced, or this is where he does reveal to his parents about that they just found the ship and yep. they're wondering exactly where it is well it's at pete house well what's going to happen to it well i stopped him from holding a news conference <laughs> his parents are so pissed he's about to be grounded dude john is like secretly livid he's not really showing it that much right now but he's like you're just gonna have to play dumb clark okay i in a way, you have to be able to agree with Clark when it comes to him questioning of constantly lying and constantly not being able to tell the truth. Because whenever somebody finds something this big, it's truly like a Lana situation. How how many times can I make somebody feel crazy before they're actually going to be able to believe, like, Dude, I'm just a horrible person? And this could kind of already start with, like, maybe what we're thinking on Clark on being inside here. Because if you really think about it, bro, if I'm lying to my best friend all the time, you're going to start feeling that shit. Yeah. Like, I would hate having to do that. Even lying once and then, you know, just thinking about it the whole time. It's like, man, you know, I, I could have just told him the truth, but I can't, you know? Or I can't, quote unquote, because Papa told me to. Papa said don't lie, or Papa said to lie. <laughs> yeah, all the Kents are liars. Uh, but Martha actually explains it in a very delicate way here, because when Clark then reveals, well, let's just be able to tell Pete the truth. Clark, oh my God, Clark, we're not going to tell somebody like Pete. Yeah. Why is there a pause? Yeah. Why um... was there a pause before he said Pete's name? As if it was some type of insult, like, <laughs> This, like, look, this information is too dangerous for a guy like Pete. Yeah, it's it's so weird. I, I get the argument on Martha's end. Like, you know, yeah, you, you know, once you know, you do have to start doing the lying, too. You got to start, you know, working your way around and trying to make it seem not obvious that Clark is an alien. But... Well, and this, yeah, they basically shit on Pete here. For well, and reason. this also goes back to kind of the superhero tropes of just... Once somebody knows your identity, that then immediately makes them a complete danger because now if a villain knows that that person knows who that hero is, 
that person obviously is going to be able to be used against the villain will take them the villain will torture them the villain will do something in order for them to be able to reveal the it's, secret it's the classic hero yeah. identity thing you know you the villain finds out who the hero is they're gonna be like oh you're this person i know who all your friends are so i'm going after them whether they know or not yeah it's kind of heartbreaking aka green goblin killing aunt may mm. you know what and Aunt gwen. may deserved it and gwen no, no, Gwen never deserves it. Gwen never does. She, ne she doesn't deserve anything. All right, so now going back to the hospital here before I cry, we are now going to Hamilton, who is still having his shakes. Apparently, he knows this doctor. Yeah, so he's basically bribing a doctor he to knows go see uh, the, the van driver, the one who saw the spaceship. And so even the doctor's like, dude, what is wrong with you? You look like your hand's going crazy. Just and give me the number. Just come on! He's, he's going to do that in the middle of the hallway? Okay. This guy, once again, we're getting to the jitters vibes here, where he is just standing in the dark, and he's just shaking. Where Hamilton is even now trying to lie, even though he is the worst liar Dude, in this scene. I would immediately think this guy is a drug dealer. I would or, be or like, a crackhead get the homeless guy out of my room, nurse. Where is my nurse? This guy is saying he's a doctor and has the shakes. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll give it to Ray right now because he's actually all, all hopped up on morphine, because um, he just said that right now, and so he Hamilton's just trying to get this information out of him. Like, what'd you see? Like, what happened? Where's the ship? He's like, yeah, I saw a spaceship, but it was there. I mean, I don't know where it's at now. Well, who else is uh, knowing about the spaceship? Who else knows about it? Oh yeah, it was the guy uh, who brought me in. His name's Pete Ross. Okay. First off. How would he know his whole name? Yeah, uh, did Pete tell him? Hey, I want you to be able to tell the hospital that my name is Pete Ross. Like, because I know if you drop someone off at the ER or something, like, or report it, are they going to take your full name? You know what? Unless somebody told him, yes, it was a young boy came and saved you. His name was Pete Ross. Hmm. If it was a nurse that decided to rat him out or something. You know, I'm thinking maybe there's, like, some protocol where they need maybe a full name, like, just to know for the record or something. To be able to have somebody check somebody in? Or report it, because ma imagine if he called and reported it, you know, so the cops come or the ambulance comes, like, hey, who are you? What's your name? Well, no, that's what Pete did say in the earlier scene that we did not touch on. Thank you for bringing that up, is that Pete even did say that he called the sheriff's department. We need to hurry up and move the ship because I told them a place that I couldn't remember. So now they're bugging me on where that flipping of the truck was. Oh. So Pete lied to the officer so that he could take the spaceship where once again I thought the guy was dead and Pete was just, Clark, ignore the dead body. We need to get this out of here. Dude. Yeah, and so as soon as he says the name Pete Ross, Hamilton's like, oh, hell yeah. And then he gets all up in his face, right? And Ray. And Ray recognizes his face. He's like, dude, you're the guy on the road, bro. My you're the one who made me run off the road. Hamilton's response. Uh-uh. He's like, no, 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 uh -uh. that wasn't me. He's like jittering his hands. Uh -uh. I, I swear to God, it wasn't me, bro. I swear to God. I swear to God. And dude, he goes off the rails in this episode, man. He is out to lunch this mentally, is... physically. By the way, this is not the normal Hamilton. This is I, not at all. That I named best villain of season one. This is not where I thought his road was going to be able to take. This, this guy got the trophy for season one. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, he's showing out right now for that trophy. Kinda. I mean, why are we just randomly having a tube? I'm assuming what was that morphine? Yeah, like the because it's supposed to drop like gradually, but yeah, he they literally wouldn't... inserted all the morphine into his bloodstream. They wouldn't make it that easy. 
Huh? They wouldn't make it that easy. And I don't think the tube of morphine would be that freaking gigantic. Hmm. This is 04. You know what? We're going to have to bring the wife in. She's a nurse. She's going to have to know this information. We'll bring her in for the, the kiss episode. Oh, yeah. No, no matter what, we're going to have we'll to bring her We'll probably forget by then. Yeah, she's probably not going to be able to be on this. <laughs> <laughs> so Hamilton just dips as soon as he kills Ray in the hospital bed. And John... No nurse comes. No doctor comes. Nobody comes. <laughs> we cut to John and Clark basically going over to Pete's house unannounced. Unannounced. And they go to the shack trying to sneak over and take the ship. And what's funny is that you're thinking, like, how are they not, no one hears them come in? But guess what? As they leave, Pete's outside and seeing them drive off the property. By the way, when this first happened, too, I had no, I was completely shocked that the ship was gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and you know what I actually thought? I thought Pete took it. I thought Pete knew that Clark was actually, like, making him, like, feel stupid. I'd love that. And that would have been great where he's like, I really don't trust like if you, you just, at all. Even if you just thought of like not keeping it in the shed, maybe you just decided to move it somewhere else on the house or it, something. Exactly. And it probably would have made more sense to me than who ends up taking the ship. Oh, yeah. But Pete runs out of his house. He's completely disgusted. He sees those Kent boys driving off his property. And he's like, what the hell? I thought I could trust you. Yeah. And he's like, what the hell? So it cuts to the morning, the next morning. And, and Pete's been waiting for him all night and all yeah. morning. <laughs> So it looks like, because this is a school day, right? So first off, how early are we up, bro? Like we're waiting. Well, no, it's not a school day because Clark even says, hey, Pete, I was just going to come and talk to you. This can't be a school day. But dude, they go to school. They literally wear the same outfits. How early is this? That's what I'm saying, Does school dude? not start until 11 a.m.? What is up with the, the daylight savings over here, bro? What? They got sunshine at 5 a.m.? What? <laughs> Okay, they have way too much time in the morning. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, I understand Clark's situation. He can get somewhere in, like, a split second, but it's like, bro. Uh, this is also beautiful, though, too, is that Pete then obviously comes over, and he's explaining to him being like, hey, well, the ship is, uh, was taken, Clark. Do you know what happened to it? He's actually kind of chill about it, too. He's just trying to probe Clark to, like, tell he's the truth or something. He's not chill about this at all. Well, no, because he's, like, smiling. He's like, man, yeah, I don't know. Like, the ship's missing, man. Yeah. Okay. And then he's like, oh, well, guess what? Um, I'm sure you did do something because I saw you on my property last night, Kent. Listen, wait, Pete, you don't understand. You know what, Clark? You don't understand. Yeah, listen, I am so sick of Pete already. I am just so sick of this. <laughs> you know what this. we should do? Let's just start calling him Peter. You know what I would do in this scene? I would actually, in all honesty, I would have Jonathan take care of this. If he's my father and he was there with me last night, I'm putting all of the uh, plausible denial, all of the excuses on Jonathan. Pico, talk to my dad. You know what? Jo dad, get out here. That is a damn good point. That's what I, I would do. I'm going to side with you on that 100%. Yeah. My God, because he's the one who said, play dumb, keep lying to Pete. He was all right, adult let's go to Pete's house now and try to steal the ship. Pete and even said, I saw you and your dad. And it's like, okay, Pete, let's go ask my dad then. That's true, because he even, yeah, he tries to kind of throw his dad in there. And I would to John be like, you want me to keep lying? All right, here you go. Hell yeah. You know, it would be funny, too, because John would be mad at Clark about that after. Yeah, uh, Martha, go get the kryptonite belt. He'd be like, Clark, what the hell, man? You're supposed to lie. Why are you making me lie? You know what, Clark? I had some chores I needed to finish <laughs> up. Maybe you could help out. Yeah, he goes and grabs John. He's, like, hammering one nail in. He's like... Clark, what do you want, man? I just started working. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, I'm putting it all on my dad. Yeah, and so um, basically Pete's just like, well, tell me the truth, man. Okay, by the way, Pete, seriously, just wait till 
uh, Chloe hears about this, the real Clark Kent, it's going to be on the headline, the news article. What the hell, He's dude? He's the biggest tattletale. What in the world is your problem? And that article we... will last five weeks, huh? How do we go from zero to that? Yeah, I don't get it. And so what's cool, I you know what I liked about this episode is because this is actually a very memorable moment for me. Um, when I first was watching this show back in the day, of course, of course, it you'd was be a very, it was episode. a very big deal whenever this happened. I remember him clearly speeding up to Pete as he's driving away because Clark is honestly finally fed up and instead he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to tell Pete. I'm going to go tell Pete and I'm going to stop his damn car as he's trying to drive off. And dude, I just, that's what I probably like most about this episode. Besides Hamilton going crazy. All right, so, yeah. Yeah, so, I like know. I said, Pete tries to drive off. Clark is in the rearview mirror, and then all of a sudden, split second, he's gone. And Pete's like, what the hell? And then Clark's in front of him, stopping the car. Uh, so, let me just kind of spit on your childhood. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. This Dude. is no reason for Clark to be able to reveal his powers. And instead, I think I'd feel much more comfortable if it turned out to be an accident on which Pete was able to see Clark do something instead it's in a way like i'm gonna go tell chloe to write this headline about you and then clark does the power where i don't know it just this was not an episode i remembered when i was a child because i just thought well, this I was mean, silliness i thought this was silly well look the defense on that is just like silly! pete is gonna be relentless there he's he's already not gonna believe clark everything he's saying unless he really shows him what the hell's going on and at that point, I think it was, I think it was right, I think it was rightfully uh, done, like rightfully done. I'm Not glad that part. you just completely agree because Pete is just your boy toy that you want to be able to honor. Oh no, I'm agreeing just... with Clark here. You think I like Pete? <laughs> Clark barely likes Pete. You know what? It sounds like that you do. Okay. So All right. you know what? Yeah. You, you get to explain this greatness then. All right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> cool. Please. All right. So after that scene, Pete is obviously showing like, oh, Clark has super strength. So. They go to the, the little base, or what is it, the, the cellar yeah, or yeah, something the, like that on the Kent farm? Yeah. You know and, where it is, where they hide the ship. And Yeah, 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 exactly, where the ship used yes. to be on the Kent farm. And so Pete's just like, dude, why don't you never tell me? And Clark's like, well, dude, I mean, like, I mean, even my parents say, like, no, not everyone can handle this truth and this burden. And he's like, bro, we've been best friends. You think I can't handle it? Yeah, uh, and then Clark's Pete's, like, "Can you?" Pete's looking at him like a science experiment right now, and that's why Clark even said, "This is why I didn't want to tell you or anybody because of the way you're looking at me right now," Wh which is what a freak, because you're just like looking me up and He's down, like yeah, a, yeah, up and down, just making circles around him. And the other thing is, it's like Pete is just being silent. Like, his face is just in disgust. Once again, it's a Ron Weasley type of thing where uh, Pete, what do you want Clark to do? He's like, everything that you've done is a lie. No. My name is still Clark. Everything that I've told you is the truth. We grew up together. We rode bikes together. We played ball together. The only thing that's not true is where I came from. Yeah. Like, and that's dude, it. No, it, it. Us growing up together it's, it's was like, real. It's Ron Weasley from Goblet of Fire on steroids. And it's just like, dude, I'm telling you, look, imagine me or you, you know? That's we have I mean. powers. Yes. And you just told me, I'm sorry, I'm going to probably understand. That's going to be the least of my worries. But my biggest concern is, dude, 
we have superpowers now. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And like, that's what I am funny that you even bring it up. That's exactly what I thought of too. I go, well, maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's a jealousy because if one of my friends got superheroes now or superpowers now, I'm not going to be like, oh my God, this entire time. I just can't believe it. It's more like, okay, how can I make this cool for me? I think it's definitely. Like, I think it's definitely more difficult for someone your age being that young. Is it just because you're a kid and you want the power? Blabber, like who knows? You're not fully mature yet. At this point, like us, if we finally, you know, revealed the information that we have powers, dude, we're not telling a soul. You know what I mean? Like, and and we're gonna have some fun with this shit. That that's exactly what I mean. And the fact is, where Clark whenever he's having to explain it to pete and pete's overall reaction is so disgusted that he just leaves it's to what you were saying earlier of pete just saying oh i just everything was a lie why why would you ever trust him why couldn't you tell me before well look how you're acting Dude, Look what you're I, doing. That's, that's, what, that's that, what you like yeah that's what i loved about that he was like well you think i couldn't handle it and he's like can you? Yeah, like, like, look at look what at what you're, you're doing, doing right now. Look how you're acting. No, you can't handle it. And now I regret telling you. He deserves to get slapped. He does. And the storming off, the not talking, grow Clark up. should have just honestly did Hit him in the nice forehead. little yeah. forehead slap, dude. <laughs> forehead he should have done that shit, man. I would have done it so quick. Okay, so this is exactly what I have the problem with. We find out now of who steals the ship in Hamilton. Okay, Joseph, I have to pause because you're going to have to explain to me, and I need you to go into full explanation. How did Jitters take that ship from Pete's shed and put it in a vehicle in order for this to be able to go? How, how, did, how did he do this? Explain it. What, it, what, it, what is that? Are um, you in a desert? Um, I just, you know, it's like a... What is that? It's like a awkward moment because I have no answer for you. I, I just, don't know how he got it there. <laughs> he doesn't have control over his left hand. Maybe he lifted it with his left hand. What does that even mean? Does he have super strength? Was that the green glow? Dude, At maybe. be able to explain it to me if he would have gotten the car accident and then that's how he found his ship. Something along those lines. But instead, I'm supposed to believe that he was able to lift that ship by himself. Maybe he is Ashitaka from Princess Mononoke. That's what it is? Yeah. He's Ashitaka from Princess Mononoke. He's got the demon arm. Okay, that is not what he is. Okay, then Jitters Jr. <laughs> Did Jitters have special strength? I just saw him shake a crib. Remember, he, shaked, he shook that dude to death. Yeah, that's not special strength. I mean, oh, actually, it's not even strength. It's speed, remember? We went through this. It's speed, bro. How fast she's shaking. That's okay, how. so no explanation on how Hamilton. No, no, okay. no, no. Yeah. So none of that. Yeah, and if by you the way, want, yeah. If you want look, to get off of that. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I, I stand no chance. See how excited he was to find out there's an octagonal key insert? Oh, I have never seen a man smile like that in my entire life. And imagine this crackhead coming back to the mansion to Lex. Like, hey, Lex, I'm going to need that key that we found um, out in that field. Remember? I found it. It's mine. It's mine. Where is it? Where did you put it? Give it to me. Give it to me now. Okay, where is security? And literally Lex is like, um, I lost it in the storm, so it's not here. Okay. You're a liar! Joseph, I fired this guy. Why is he in my house? I've already had uh, people with lawsuits saying that he became violent with him. This man is not ever going to be in the house. He's not ever going to be in the office. In fact, security, we can shoot him. 
Well, at this point, I think he definitely does say that when he leaves because after you knock all all of my shit off of my desk. I'm going to have to clean that up. Oh, I'm sorry. My maid is. <laughs> you going to pick this shit up? I'm a Luther. Hey, bring me another uh, thing of screwdrivers, and then I want a uh, cleanup. Yeah. Come on, Nadia. Hurry up. Um. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'd actually want to see that scene. But instead, I get nothing. And Hamilton's on announced here. Okay, I, I am so bothered by what occurs next, where what Lex is, is completely just <laughs> shooken up by everything. <laughs> where he's just like, "Get the crazy man out of here!" Whatever. Hamilton leaves the room, and then he sees one of the blind mice just <laughs> walking, <laughs> like walking through the hallway in all black, just. Oh, okay. Look, I'll tell you what right now. Real quick before you go. Still don't feel bad for him. I don't feel bad for Lionel at all. This he is... looks like an idiot. <laughs> he looks so awful where I have such an issue with Hamilton walking by him. He then turns around and pitches him. He completely Bro, does a full-blown sales pitch. It's literally crackhead Shark Tank right now. Yes, and Lionel <laughs> is like, oh, you know what? I don't usually trust these type of people. He's like, but I, I know like I can't you. see you, but I'm hearing you. <laughs> I'm hearing you, Hamilton. And what you're spitting seems too good to be true. I gotta check it out. Okay, I gotta check it out. The fact, and it's, and even here's here's the other thing that kind of confuses me. Where Hamilton is like, you know what? Your son doesn't even want this. He doesn't understand how to find something so earth shattering and to be able to grasp it. Okay. Why would that make Lionel be like, you know what? I'm going to go with this guy. If my son thought you were crazy and I think like little of my son or I think highly of my son, I'm going to trust him or I'm going to think that you're too bad that my son doesn't even want you. Either way, there's no positive spin I can put on a, this is why I should do a deal with Hamilton. There is nothing in Lionel's mind that would ever make me believe I'm going to buy this pitch. You got a deal. Yeah. Um, he literally agrees, like, right there. Right there? Right there. <laughs> right there. We could have pitched him anything. Anything. That, man, that man's bored. That man <laughs> has nothing to do. He is, I really was All he's been doing is just walking around since he got there. Just trying to realize how his layout is. I put in my notes, did Hamilton really pitch Lionel? Oh, yeah. He pitched him hard. <laughs> so, look, I'm glad you paused it here. Glad you paused oh, it. Oh, oh. Because as we're getting to the scene, tell me he's not wearing the same shit from earlier, a.k.a. it's the same day. He literally went through that this whole is... thing of going the night before to Pete's house to steal the ship. This is real. And the Pete woke up early enough to wait for Clark outside of his house so he could confront him. Clark told his secret. Then they go and have a meeting about the secret, and Pete runs off. What time was that? If we're at school now. School started at what? Eight? Starts at 11. No, school starts at eight. No, because the other side of it too is Smallville High has to be able to start out late. Because just like in our other episode when it came to season one, remember how we always said, why is the school open so late? 11's way too late, bro. They got to have some type of like 11 to 8 schedule. I'm thinking 9 or 10 at the latest. They got to have, it's alternative school. Someone needs to send us what time they go to school. If you go to, if you go to alternative school, can you please send us that? 
Yo, no, it's totally nine. Nine <laughs> o'clock a.m. is like the so. universal high school time. Bro. Okay, then let me give them the benefit of the doubt then. 7 a.m. P was at Clark's house. The sun could have been up like that. And that still gives them two hours. That's fine, because, I mean, that's what we've been talking about. But but tell me this. You waking up that early? Well, Clark was waking up that early in order to go talk to Pete. And plus, just like what you t- always throw in my face, isn't this farm life? I wouldn't know. I'm not from Kansas. Isn't that what they do? Get the brothers on now. Call them. <laughs> Yo, can we phone a friend? <laughs> so now we have... So, yeah, we have established it's the same day. Same day, same, same day. Same morning. Where Clark is now walking down the hallway singing, Ooh, my bitty diddy <laughs> And he sees Pete, where Pete somehow is pissed. And I probably, in this entire scene, would have punched Pete if you would like to now take it from what Pete decides to do. <sighs> <laughs> He's such a little baby, dude. He is the biggest crybaby. The other day when we were moving that ship and you said that it was heavy, it really wasn't, was it? Oh my God, you're such a liar. Whenever you said that you missed the bus and yet you got to school before me, you never get rides. You don't have any friends, Clark. So tell me this. (laughs) Pete's not gay? Pete in this scene could be questioned. Because tell me why this sounds a lot like this. So that that time, like two nights ago, oh you faked it. Oh my god! There's there's no way in hell this is the same conversation. <laughs> that is wow. It's side by side. That's not bro. side by side. That's Where side are you getting side That's by parallel, side? Dude. You're not getting. There's no way you're gonna have me. He commit. literally is. Com- it's comparable to that. He's saying like. That time you did this, you faked it, huh? That's not what he's saying. There's no way it. in hell that I'm going to be able to get away. They're, you're going to have to cut man. that out. There's no <laughs> Clark's faking it for Pete, and he's mad about it. Okay. yeah, This is what I hate, though, Zad. It's still the, Clark, you just don't get it. I don't care if you're from the moon. You just <laughs> never trusted me. Okay. <laughs> that line alone sounds kind of like a Scott Pilgrim. He loved me so much, he punched a hole in the moon. <laughs> right? He actually punched a hole in the moon for me. Like, that's exactly the line. <laughs> Where Chloe now is walking up, and she's saying, why didn't anybody tell me about the superhero? They look completely just about to poop themselves. And she's just like, um, Pete saving that guy that was in the truck and was able to drag his body out and then take him to the hospital. So we get an explanation of exactly what happened an hour later in the show because (laughs) for some reason they forgot to show us. Pete actually saving the guy instead of Pete not caring about the guy. Yeah, because we don't care about that guy. Pete refused to call the cops and tell him where that guy was and he could have been critically injured. And by the way, he may have been paralyzed because Pete dragged him out of the truck instead of allowing the ambulance to come and get him. Dope. Yeah, I'm just going to throw all of this out there. Wait, is, is Pete a professional? Is he a health professional? Does he understand anything when it comes to the hospital? Or health? <laughs> no. He knows about cream corn. <sighs> you know, there could be worse things to know about, I guess. <laughs> Than cream corn? I love some cream corn, dude. Who doesn't? <laughs> a lot of people, I feel like, actually. Some people don't even like corn, dude. Well, and now 
I hate every single second of Pete. Oh, yeah. No, he sucked this whole morning. Because <laughs> with Chloe, uh, Clark even questions, or Chloe questions, saying, well, unless you actually have something good, tell me, like, you're going to corroborate maybe some spaceship storyline. Yeah, sure, Chloe. Pete, Pete says this. Sure, Chloe. I saw a spaceship, and I saw an alien last night, and he looked exactly like Clark. Oh, an alien? Really? I thought they looked like little green men. No, they don't. Okay, well, sometimes things can surprise you, Chloe. And then walks away. I'm going to hit him in the face. You know, he technically could how fast he moves. I'm going to end with all the burning of the bullet with my eyes last episode. I have supersonic speed. I'm going to hit him in the face. Yeah, and uh, he tells Chloe... It's just guy stuff. Don't worry about it. Well, anyway. Well, Pete walks away so serious where it's like, dude, what are you trying to do? Like, I'm actually going to be really, really mad. You already tried to scream in the hallway so that all the other classmates could see that you were yelling at me. And now you're trying to wrap me out with Chloe. Pete is the worst person alive <laughs> in this episode. And yet, I, if I'm Clark, I'm having to deal with this? I'm having to deal with this guy? No. I'm not putting up with this. I would be so angry that he now knows my secret. Yeah. No, he's being a total asshole. That's why you just feel bad for Clark now. Pete walks away. Chloe then is just saying, well, uh, what's that all about? You even stated it was guy stuff. <laughs> Clark even goes, uh, once again, ruining his poker face. You're not really, like, interested in that spaceship stuff, right, Clark? Why are you talking about it, Chloe? Dude, you could have totally... Well, why? Why? Nope, nope, nope. You no, no, he could have just said anything else. Like, yeah, he, didn't have to, he didn't have to go UFO. Exactly. Like, so you're not really going to run that. You know, it's not really... Uh, that's really Inquisitor stuff. It's Inquisitor style. You know why? It's because the torch is better than the Inquisitor. That's what he just said. I just want to let you know that. That's what he just acknowledged because it's been seven years on this paper that she's been working in order to build it up to what it is today. Wow. And the fact that he's even saying that the wow. torch is better than the Inquisitor is saying so much to us as the audience that Chloe is just so above and beyond everybody as a sophomore already that she should not be friends with Lana Lang and Lana Lang is dragging her down. Wow. <laughs> just blew my fucking mind, dude. <laughs> what do you got? There was a lot of uh, built-up things there. Yeah, I feel like there was uh, yeah. some emotion. Yeah, there was. Uh, kind of stemmed for like. By the way, maybe... I'm out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> I need a drink. I need a drink. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take a drink right now. Because that's the only way I can watch this episode is being able to have drinks. All right, so we're back on at the Ken Farm. We walk in with Clark. Uh, we got Lex in the house. I got Lex in the house. I love this. This was so kind of like childlike for me where, well, I hey, came over and your mom said I could wait for you. <laughs> your mom said I could wait in the kitchen. Hey, Clark, I've been waiting for you. How you doing, buddy? What are you doing here, Lex? Oh, you got eggs? <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny because this is kind of where a lot of the episodes that I'm beginning to notice have very similar themes with all the characters. So just like with Lana earlier of her trying to get out of the house with Nell, we now have Lex being wanting to escape his own home because he's tired of looking at his dad. Whoa, whoa, wait, Lex. Doesn't it have 75 rooms in your mansion? Lex, <laughs> listen, Clark. My father being in the house, it makes things seem a lot smaller where I don't have a lot of room. Clark then gives kind of like a little bit of a reaction here. 
the only thing I truly hate about this scene is just to pause it real quick is that Clark even questions being like, oh, yeah, well, how is your relationship with your dad? Do you think it could ever be what it is? Well, normally, Clark, whenever somebody lies to me, I'm not ever able to repair that type of relationship. They are dead to me. I want nothing to do with them. Lex then immediately, 10 seconds later, starts asking, hey, where's that uh, paperweight that I gave you? <laughs> so you just, that octangular uh, paperweight. You, so you just talked about how you hate liars, and then you just lied. <laughs> That's what you just did there, Lex. And why even mention that to what, Clark? Why bring that he up? He looked at it once. Yeah. One time. Why would you think that Clark has it? Because you saw it in your thing during the storm. In his little cocaine spot. Yeah, there was... Clark was not the person to steal that. And not even the person to ask about it. Well, wait. Really. Hold on. We got to be able to figure this out. Oh, it was Roger that stole it. Yeah. It was Roger that stole exactly. it. Roger was the last one that was in the office in order to steal it. Obviously, that would have been the person. It, to your point, why would he ever be asking Clark this? Lex is supposed to be a genius, dude. He's supposed... And that's exactly... Yeah, but he hates liars, right? Hey, don't yeah. lie to Lex. Don't I can lie. lie to you all I want. Yeah, he's only been lying to Clark the entire uh, season so yeah. far. And you know what's weird? Because they give the vibe that Lex is kind of suspicious, I guess, of uh, Clark's answer a bit. But he, you can see it. And it's like, why? But he actually has a legitimate excuse he just gave you, like... It literally probably did fly away with the debris, you idiot. To, you had a whole pillar about to fall on your father. <laughs> to what we were just mentioning, Clark had no reason. From what we have seen with Clark around that paperweight, there's no way you could ever believe that Clark had an interest in it. Right. There's no way. There's... He literally looked at it once. was like, that's cool. And he even put it down. Yeah. He, he put even, it back like, where it was. He didn't even stare at it. Dude. I, it's just bad. Even though Lex now leaves... Clark looks down, completely devastated. He knows that his friend is hurting. He knows that there's a lot of secrets that are just not being said in this episode. Duplicity. Everybody is holding a lot of things in. We got a lot of lying, a.k.a. duplicity. <laughs> exactly. And we go to the next scene where now it's Lionel at Hamilton's little shack or lab. And, of course, Lionel's just feeling on it. And, of course, he's like, No, I feel that. He's like, feel How? That. Why would I just believe this is a spaceship? And then, of course, Hamilton's given the classic, this alloy it's made of is not even on the periodic table, bro. Feel this hole here, Lionel. Yeah. Feel this finger. Do Touches you feel... his hands, makes him feel the grooves of the ship. This was the shape, the octagonal shape that Lex and I were looking for, and we found that key. This is the key that's going to open the ship, and I will provide you the proof that you're asking for. What does he get... I don't Dude. understand what Hamilton is getting out of just telling Lionel. And I know that Lionel even says here, well, the moment you show me the key is the moment I'll give you that funding. But if Hamilton gets that key, then he can open the ship himself, and then he can get the funding from whoever the hell he would want at that point because obviously he has the proof that he needs. What is he getting out of Lionel here? Not much. Literally, it's, I mean, maybe just to... I don't think his goal is to make him really think about it now and like start to investigate him, but I mean, he's just really wanting the key now before I guess whatever. I don't know what Hamilton's trying to do here. Yeah, and it's because Lionel doesn't have it. He then is like begging, and this is the thing that throws me off. He's then begging Lionel, be like, "Oh my God, unfortunately, Lex had the key and he won't give it back to me." Lionel then says, 
well, he doesn't have it, I assure you. Well, then who does? That's the question you have to answer, Doctor. Okay, Hamilton was just asking Lionel that very <laughs> question. And then Lionel then says, if you can answer that, then you'll get your funding. Hamilton is then smiling. He's like, so happy. Why would you be happy? You don't even know where it is. <laughs> you were just thinking that it was at Lex's place. Now you have zero idea of where it could be. But yet him saying, if you could find it, then you get your funding. I. And how would he find it? Exactly. That's a needle in the haystack, bro. Literally. And the other weird part is whenever you find out where he... Oh, no, no. We already found out. So when it comes down with Pete, of him knowing that Pete Ross was there, it's like, that's who you think has it? You think magically somebody that happened to find the ship just happens to have the key too? Yeah. Especially for how big it is. You know how small that is. Mm-hmm. It just seems so unlikely. Hamilton is just the worst doctor, but again, he's cracked out. Bro, severely cracked out. Severely, he has severely. So we go to the barn, right? I love this. Oh, I bet you do. Oh my god, do because I love it. we have Clark walking into an unannounced person just sitting up and violating his telescope. She can violate it. Lana is just peeping through and just chilling at the barn, just using your telescope to look at my aunt and Dean having sex. I'm not gonna question why it was already pointing at my house, but you know what? We're just gonna ignore that right now because I'm just gonna watch it too because yes, Joseph, they, Nell and Dean must be banging. Dude. And Lana's like, I just want them to fall asleep. Can they go to bed? I haven't slept this is in like, two days, Clark. This is like the 40 days and 40 nights where she's gonna start placing bets. I need this house for another 24 hours. There's no way you can last another 24 hours. <laughs> you'll, you'll die. $10 says you'll die? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um, they're definitely having sex. <laughs> but again, this is where Lana is telling Clark, this is why I'm hiding out. And this is where you're going to be getting, once again, kind of the two-sided of the line. Clark looks like the biggest piece of crap in this scene. <laughs> when Lana, even I mean, even with me pausing it right now, her eyes are gaping wide because Lana explains her situation, why she is there. Clark, well, you chose the right place. He's so pissed off. He's so upset. He can't hide any type of emotion. I know. Even her face, she's like, oh, um, um, what's uh, wrong? Apparently, you want to talk about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what about me, Lana? I'm breaking up with Pete right now. But this is where we also kind of find out some things. Clark opens a conversation with, have you ever uh, regretted telling somebody the truth because of the way they've reacted to you in return? And we now find out that Lana did send the tape. And in fact, she did break up with Whitney. And he even says, wow. Like he's, he's actually, he takes a moment to pause. He's, I didn't think you'd follow through with that. I hate that. You don't understand. I hate this scene so much with Clark because at this point, I should be smiling. I should be happy. I should be in the back of my mind as a 15-year-old kid. The girl in my dreams is single. Chloe and I have already solved our issues. Everybody is completely wide open. We are good. I have done my due diligence. I have been the good person. Doors open. But no. Instead, you get none of that. And it's Clark. So do you ever think you and Winnie will be friends again? Why are we... 
why are we talking about this? He loves talking about Whitney, dude. We already been over this. But the thing is, you don't ever have to talk about Whitney now. The Whitney thing is done, and instead, what Clark does, well, let me tell you about me and my boyfriend. Yeah, the big (laughs) blowout me and Pete had. And Lana is so confused, being like, well, what's going on with y'all? What would you ever fight about? Clark, (laughs) you know what? Don't worry about it. Who cares? It's guy stuff. Dude. What is his deal? What, you can't just say that, and Lana even throws in his face. Typical. Typical Clark Kent, always wanting to hear everybody else's secrets, not wanting to ever, ever did divulge his own secret. He always then goes into the shadows. He looks so dumb in this scene. Because he even then responds, Lana, don't you think that maybe some people are just not comfortable showing you feelings while others are? Ooh. Bro, Lana in previous episodes even explained to you saying that she was, it was hard for her to open up to people ever since her parents died because she was so confused on how people would perceive her as that weak girl. Yeah. What are you even thinking about saying to this woman right now, man? And she even claps back, bro. She's like, I don't think it's comfortable for anyone, but if you care about them, you tell them, bro. You tell them. Tell them the problems. This is episode three, and this is the third episode in a row. She's thrown her shots. Oh, yeah. She is not going to be letting off this season. Other than being attacked by the stupidest tornado, I mean, yeah, she's been great. Yeah, but it was three combining into one. Mm, No, it still doesn't count. It was like a Power Ranger. (laughs) Right. A Zord. So it was so bad. And it's because Lana even goes, you know what? Sometimes you just got to be able to open up and be honest with people. Clark. Yeah, maybe you should go tell Nell that. What? Dude. The hell? And his face as she walks out, she, he's just like, shit. It's like, yeah, shit. Well, bro. She, like, what? Like, she looks at Thanks, Clark. Like, she might as well flip them off, too. It's because it's, what? What type of response is that, you moron? Dude, it was very rude. Very. By the way, I think think he let her use his telescope. I'm just going to let you know this right now. Maybe he was mad about that. It's it's not as equal, but man, it's close. That was almost as equal to me as her calling him brother. (laughs) Oh, man. That was that's how bad that scene was to me. I mean, Clark. Yeah, because not only was she talking about her breaking up with Whitney. She, you then focused on you and Pete's problem. She then wanted to open up about that problem. And you then say, don't worry about it. You are the worst. <laughs> you are the worst person on planet Earth. Dude, you really hate him. You have your shot. You have your shot with her. You're ruining it. Maybe Clark is the gay one. Yeah, something. I just, I'm really upset because like I told you, if I'm 15, girl finally tells me that after me being the nice guy, I have my chance. Okay, dude, we can't just do it right then and there. Yes, you can. I don't have to wait. (laughs) So we come to the shack, uh, Pete's shack, at his house, and Hamilton Crackhead Boy is back in here looking for the key to the ship. And obviously, he was the one who stole the ship. Pete Ross realizes, oh, you're Dr. Hamilton. I know who you are. The only other other, uh, black guy in town. (laughs) That is not what he said. He does not say that. Oh, Hamilton, the other black guy. Okay. What I do... <laughs> okay, I'm not touching on that. When it comes, though, to what they actually say is that, Pete, oh, what are you doing here? Hamilton, I'm looking for the spaceship. Pete, well, 
I don't know where it is, but whoever owns that spaceship, they're much more powerful than you. Hamilton, so you know who has that <laughs> spaceship. Pete, no. <laughs> He's... Oh, uh, this what? is why I'm not a fan of him, what bro. Did I, what are you doing? What are you, what are you talking this, about? This man, I, it pissed me so it pissed me off so much. Hey, hey, you know the one who owns that ship? He'll really show you a thing or two, bucko. Oh, so you know. No, I don't, sir. But I bet if I did, he'd beat you up. I bet he'd do it. Pete, kill yourself. Oh, my God. And he knocked his ass out. That's what he gets. What I would love is more than name. His name's not Clark. His name's not Kent. If you think about it, that's just his Earth name. So, that's all I'll tell you, though, it's Clark. And he's, like, thinking, he'll never find him. I got him good. There's so many Clarks. In this town, I think there's three. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't heard of one other Clark, so. Would they purposely bring people with the same name? Yeah, they would probably do that. Of course. No, we haven't had same names yet. There's, uh, what is it? So there is 48,000 people in this town? There's 48,001. I'm sure we'll find another John. There's got to be another John. Another. There's definitely a John. Probably a Pete. Because there's a nice John that people like in town, and then there's the <laughs> Jonathan Kent that we're used to. Ring, ring. Hey, it's John. Which John is this again? Hey, which which number is John? Oh, he's got like the, the one we like. Oh, he's got that uh, unknown number because he lives out in the boonies. Oh, it's Kent. No, hang up. <laughs> hang up. We don't want him around here. Going back now to the Kent house, we have the Kent family that just so happens to be constantly checking the papers in search of the ship because I don't think Jonathan and Martha are doing anything. I'm not going to lie to you in this. This whole thing, they just seem so concerned, being like, Clark, why are you doing this? Clark, why are you doing that? More than Jonathan just are criticizing his ass while they're just at the house just making their coffee. Look, this is also the moment that I was talking to you about earlier. Um... (laughs) If we keep it going, obviously, for a little bit. Yeah, so Clark's looking over the newspaper whatnot. So he ends up telling him, because uh, John's talking about Ray Wallace, the, the truck driver, the van driver. And so um, Clark. What, is, what does John say here, Clark? I want to talk to you one more time about Pete. Like, why? Well, it's more like that he's, yeah, he's still wanting to make sure that Pete doesn't know much. And Clark then reveals, well, Pete's not talking to me. Martha, immediately motherly concerned. They well, both why? look at each other, yeah. I told Pete. I told him everything. They? And dude. Bro, this is the part I'm talking about. John is so pissed. He's like, you couldn't have come to us first, Clark. And what he gets up right here, bro. Please go back. Go back just like the, the last like five seconds. Dude. Just so that he steps up to his son. He's like, I really didn't have a choice. He saw us. He's like, what do you mean we don't have a choice? You could have come to us uh, first and come up with another line. Dude, that face. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell did you just say to okay. me? Okay. I will give you that it's because whenever he says Clark in return, what do you want me just come up with another lie? Jonathan immediately switches. Get the belt He literally now. jaw drops, eyes widen. He gets up, bro. He gets up, stops making... When I look at him, he's approaching his son with intent to harm. He is about to harm his son. 
He's about to, I mean, Martha already knows. She's probably reaching for the belt somewhere. She's, she is reaching for the kryptonite belt. Somebody's ass is about to be kicked. But Clark immediately just walks away when Dad starts approaching. Yeah, John's just He's like, like, I'm hey, just going to walk away. You know, it's crazy, Clark. You said this, right? Look, he's yeah. he's like, you said this, right? So it's crazy. I'm going to kill you now. And Pete's not going to have to worry about a damn thing. But the phone is ringing. And when it comes to Martha answering this phone to rudely disrupt this family time, <laughs> is that it happens to be Pete's mother checking to see where her son was well he has now gone missing we have not seen him <laughs> this is where jonathan immediately looks at clark and says with his head he's nodding his he head he doesn't say anything he doesn't say anything he says it all with his actions don't you dare he says it all bro that was my favorite moment. Oh. That whole scene was my favorite moment because just the cherry on top. He's like, yeah, Pete went missing. Pan to John. He's like, yep. Look remember what, what I told you? Look what you did. Look like, what you did, Clark. This like, is your fault. Remember when I said it would be a burden to other people? You're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> you're grounded. I'm going to whoop your ass. Yeah, just wait till we find Pete. You thought meteor rocks weren't your best friend? Just wait. I'm going to put them in your pillow tonight. <laughs> and I'm going to fill up my pillow with them, and we're going to town. <laughs> you may find one in your shoe, too. Don't break a leg. Dude, he's abusing him tonight for sure. But yeah. rightfully so. Yeah, I was going to say, but at that point, come on. If I ran into that and I knew what he did, I'd be like, yeah. And I'm going to also agree with Jonathan there at the very beginning. Why would you ever tell Pete? <laughs> you know who deserves to know? And truth be told, I would have to tell Chloe. And it's because Chloe would be the one that'd be more, uh, that I'd be most scared of. I would feel like I would have so to. So you would tell her? Yes. Because I would not want her to be able to make me a case and assault me. I mm. Velma's eventually gonna do it. I would. Not, I mean, the way she solves this case that we're gonna get into here, I just feel like she is the one person I would have to tell because otherwise she's gonna find out. I'd tell Lana for sure. Why would you show her your super strength first? I'd actually count on her to keep her secret more than Chloe. Hey, you know what's funny is that you actually already uh, showed Lana by taking her up at the top of the windmill and showing her Metropolis. Because how else could she get up there when she was too scared to climb the ladder? Joseph? Remember what she didn't remember. She she's been there. <laughs> she didn't remember, actually. So that means that we're just going to have to ignore that. What if that was just a dream in Clark's head? What if that was a dream in her head? Ooh, I like that more. That would make more sense. Why? Why would he have a dream about taking her to the windmill? It should be reversed because that's her special place. Yeah, but he probably heard her say that's her special place, and then that's why he had a dream about taking her to her special place. Hey, Lana, you want to go to your special place? He had a dream about floating over her while she was asleep. Dope. All right, getting back <laughs> to the episode here, we are now back at the talent. Mm, and we Once get Nell again. I hate this scene. I hate this. Should they, we just brush over? Let's just brush over. No, no, just we're going to brush over yeah, this. Yeah, we're going to keep we're this We're brushing plan. over so, this. All in all, t uh, Nell and Lana are meeting up for some long overdue spent time together. And um, Nell is then explaining, don't worry, Lana. I'm going to be able to. I see how me and Dean, how us banging in the house has been <laughs> affecting you. How, with you not being around, we feel like that Dean has maybe overstepped in some areas. So, you know what? I'm going to make it a focus that I'm going to care about your feelings starting now. Cap. And by the way, Dean thinks your feelings are important too. That's why we're going to spend more time as a family. 
what what do you mean family I was going to save this for later, but you know how I can't keep my mouth shut. Guess what? Dean and I are getting married. So you don't care about Lana's feelings now. Yeah. So, so you just go against everything that you just mentioned about caring and wanting to focus on her. This is a Whitney move. This is... Let me lay out the picnic. Nice little date. Hey, guess what? I'm going to the Marines on Saturday. Oh, by the way, you're going to have a new uncle. That just sounds weird. Mm. You're going to have a new uncle that you're going to live with. Oh, Uncle Dean. <laughs> Uncle D. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Uncle D. I'm already disturbed. I don't want to continue this anymore. Uncle D. We are now right, going over so to the yeah, <laughs> Let's get away. We, got, we get out of the town. We go back to Hamilton's lab. Pete's tied up, bro. And then, yeah. and then, of course, Pete's just like, I was just fronting, bro. I was just fronting, man. Like... Like, I'm just, oh. I was just fronting. Dude. Okay, hold on, hold on. Before you get past any of this, I have to pause it real quick because I have to acknowledge this. Okay, Hamilton was yelling at Pete, being like, where's the ship? Where is it? Pete was completely passed out. <laughs> so how long was Hamilton, like, trying to talk to Pete or acting like he was talking to Pete? <laughs> like, it's, it really bothered me because it's like, man, you knocked him out. Were you, like, talking to him the entire time as if he was coherent with you? Yeah, it's weird. You know what I just thought about, too? Is that, remember in Jitters, when Earl, like... Yes! He, yes. he, he points Pete out, like, for no reason and shits on him? Oh, my... Do you remember that? So you're saying kryptonite has an effect with kind of showing you that Pete sucks. Yeah! It's like a man being like, you need to get rid of this person. And I think all, like, the black people outside of the town, outside of his family, hate him. Like, oh, my... If it's not his family, they hate him. And what does that tell you about Pete? You know what it tells me about Pete is maybe he just he tries really hard to be like the best and the cool guy. I want to be the, the very, very best. best like no one ever, ever was. was. To catch them is my real test. Ooh. To train them as my cause. Pete Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless. But that's funny that you made that connection with the jitter thing because even in this scene, Hamilton just cannot stop the shakes. Dude, the where... shake is like half his body now. Okay, please tell me this is not the funniest scene on planet Earth. Like I'm a sideshow freak, a quack doctor. With these meteor rocks, let me tell you what they did to me. I'm dying, you're dying too. He wipes his forehead <laughs> with his sweat and then wipes it on his face. The only way this scene becomes better is if he licked his hand and then put it on his face. I would have died. No, no, no. He should lick his hand after he wiped it on Pete's face. Oh, my God. Bro. And then maybe put it back. He really wiped his sweat. That, by the way, that's an insult. So funny. Man, I love Hamilton. He's the greatest. Uh, he yeah. was in season one. Honestly, I'm, lo I'm loving him you in this episode. This episode. <laughs> I just, he turned too crazy for me, but that's what I mean. Is that, hey, and once it's in the skin, bro, obviously he, he just goes nuts. And we have discussed this too. It just seems like that we've even recognized him as the actor where maybe he just had too many things going on. Maybe. Maybe he had like another part because I wish they would have just kept him forever. <laughs> where I could have constantly had this type of moments where he got his powers or his jitters under control. But after the wiping of the sweat on Pete's face, <laughs> we go back to the Lex mansion where we have Lionel. The blind mice. 
he is using a tool to be able to read him the manuscript or whatever the hell he's reading. It's Hamilton's like manuscript or thesis on uh, kryptonite research. Okay. Meteor rock research. And sorry. he's trying to do it hidden at Lex's mansion is in he? Lex's office. Uh, yes. Is this, this is, is this really hidden? This is why. This is what I mean. Lex immediately stands at the door saying, interesting reading, Dad, huh? Lionel, uh, I didn't hear you come in, son, and starts folding the book over. You were playing an audio. <laughs> you, what do you mean? You were playing an audio. Like you wouldn't be able to hear him. Course, you have audio playing. Lex was probably down the hall, and he heard you listening to him be like, hey, I know that, and walked down. What do you mean? Oh, hey, Lex, it's his house. That's his office. Blind mice? <laughs> Maybe he didn't know it was his office, man. Maybe he totally <laughs> thought it was a completely different office. You just got to explain because him truly being like, oh, I didn't know. I'm surprised. Lionel can want to kind of went dumb, bro, after going blind. <laughs> he, he lost some, some of his senses there. Double whammy. Which is also what we find out here is he was not doing well in the physical therapy. Or he was doing not as fine as he was bragging about. Yeah, he went AWOL, bro. And he, he ran away. Going. Yeah, and they were concerned, believing that some of his senses would be affected and he should be able to come back. Um, Lex is using this opportunity to be like, okay, now it's time for you to leave, Dad. This is the time where it's time for you to leave. But then Lionel goes on his type of rant about how he's tired of feeling like the lab rat, tired of doing these things where he feels like he's not in control. I had to get away from the walls. Isn't this what you do to people on a daily basis, Lionel? Isn't this what you do to your own son? Yeah. I am so lost, but I don't feel bad for me, son. And I had to go away from that, dude. I was like a lab rat, you know? And, and like, I'm just really trying to vibe with my son back in Smallville. And this is what makes me so disgusted, is the fact of that Lionel then goes on with the uh, open day. What is it? I think it's like a Roman Greek or. And he talks about how it's a comparison. I think it's a Greek uh, story or comparison or something like that. Yes. Opidus. 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 Opidius. Opidius. I think it's. Is it Opidius? Opidius. Opid. I mean, this isn't an English show, am I right? <laughs> I'm walking in. <laughs> but now it's going on where Lex immediately listens to his father and buys into it. He gives in once again where yeah. this should have been the opportunity for Lex to be able to say, it's time for you to leave. I heard you listening to Dr. Hamilton. Why were you trying to make a deal with a quack? You know what, Lex? I'm going to just do some of the things I want to do because I find some of Hamilton's research interesting. Okay, get out of my house. Leave then. <laughs> if you want to do those things, then go. Yeah, honestly. Why is Lex not putting his foot down? I don't get it. This is my home. Technically, yeah, he he put him there. My house. My I'm house. running the company and shit. I'm running the company here. What are we even doing? And somehow, Lex just in this season. He's been a doormat this season. Yes, the moment that you like mention like a little comment to Lex, he turns into like a big ball of goo, mm. where he just to your point, he becomes a carpet, a mat for me to just walk on. Dude, chill out, man. I'm tired of it. This is weak. <laughs> Duplicity. Duplicity. 
<laughs> and so we go back to, um, I guess this is high school. This right is now. the Smallville Clark High. over here, you're wearing yellow, bro. Whoa. Did you notice how weird that is? He's wearing just a plain yellow tee. No wonder this scene threw me off. And by the way, you think that maybe he was running late on set. And so this was him just having to run into the scene real quick. And that's why he looks a little out of breath. Because this scene is truly about 30 seconds long where Velma, a.k.a. Chloe, figures out everything. Where she says, hey, look at this hospital report. Look who signed in. Oh, Clark. Hamilton. It was Hamilton. So this is my theory here, Clark. Classic uh, back to the prom or the, the, the spring formal. Oh, you mean Batman? Yeah, classic Batman. Yeah, classic. No, spring formal. It looks exactly like it's panning out and shit. Oh, she's looking in the crowd. Yeah. Uh, do you think she's still going to look for three hours again? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. She figures out everything with that, signing in on the doctor's office. So he went to go visit the guy who crashed the car with Pete. They found that spaceship that they say don't exist. Hamilton went and killed that guy, where then he went to go kidnap Pete, because they're the only ones that know about the spaceship. Velma solved it within 30 seconds. She turns around. Clark is not there. We have the panning out, a.k.a. Spring Formal. I still say Batman, because if she looks for three hours, I swear to God. She would, though. She has to solve it, bro. Back to Hamilton's lab oh, here. Oh, the <laughs> Hamilton's lab. Should be like an actual lab. That'd be great. But, um... This yeah, man so we just go has back. liquid kryptonite Dude, everywhere. and he's about to inject this man, like, another <laughs> syringe. What is this his, is this his little, uh... His, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Um, his style is his murder, murder weapon? The syringe? Yeah, you know what? That... Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What? What if... The tattoo boys were getting their ink from Hamilton. Oh, shit. And that would explain why it looks exactly the same type of liquid. Well, because they would buy it from... They would buy it from somebody, and there would have to be a local dealer of something like... Holy shit. They bought it from Hamilton. And it makes sense because, remember, Lex hired him for research. And he would have been experimenting with new things, a.k.a. kryptonite ink. He's the black market god. He dude. is the dude. Yes. He's really the villain. He, and that's what I mean. He was the perfect one in season one. He definitely deserved that title. I just hate that we had to turn him into jitters with Pete's episode. It ain't over. Not over until it's over. And then he had to make the crazy with the. He had to make a deal with the blind mice. But yeah, dude. It's just so funny because yeah, he's about to inject this man Pete with so much kryptonite juice, whatever that shit is. And he was literally about to do it to his neck, too, like right here. And I'm just like, uh, why right here? Like right on the throat. Well, and it was so funny. He's like, you know what? I'll tell you something. I'm not going to tell you anything. You know, you can do that, whatever. Do it. Do it. And I'm like, Pete, you're such a pussy, dude. No, no, no. Pete was a man, and that's what this episode is showing. No, dude, he was being so whack the whole episode. I know he was, but that was the point, is that this is supposed to be now the turnaround of the character to be able to say, even though I've been a dick the entire <laughs> time, I'm now going to be able to fix my wrongs by saying, give me the shot. I could take it. Yeah. Give it to me. Do I get a cool tattoo like Whitney? Show me that ink. Dude. I can't believe that. I can't believe I figured that out. That has to be the truth. This is a theory, though. No, no, no. That's true. No, that's theory. No, no, no. I found that out. No, no, no. I found (laughs) out the truth. Pete is about to take it in the neck where then Clark just slams through. By the way. He slams through the door. I hate the yellow shirt. 
You don't like it, right? I hate the it's yellow. weird, right? It's weird. Now that you pointed that out, even with him slamming through the door right now, I don't like it. I told you, uh, yeah, I noticed the first thing. I was like, yellow. Look at Hamilton immediately. He really wants to put it in his fucking throat, dude. He it's turns weird. back. I'm gonna ignore that guy. And give me the answer. Let me let me just ask this. I know it's kryptonite and shit, but like, why why would heating it up be the smartest thing to do in that situation? Um, that would not be the smartest thing to do. Would be the smartest thing to do is probably just uh, zoom and then hit Hamilton, which he happens to do afterwards, where Hamilton then goes flying into the I don't know his chemical like little pans or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Clark gets affected by the kryptonite immediately. Hamilton thinks, oh, that's his weakness. Let me get my liquid jar and about to just pour it on this man. Dude, Clark pulled Clark, Clark pulled a whole Jonathan thing from uh, season premiere. Just blurting out, I'm allergic to rocks. Yeah, the meteor rocks hurt me. Yeah, right well, in this room where Hamilton hold on. is. He did that for Pete, though, so that Pete would get rid of the kryptonite that was around him. Come True. on, at least give him that. True, true. But then, so what do we Pete, say? Pete manages to save the day here and knocks Hamilton back off of Clark. But with Hamilton, he's he accidentally pours the kryptonite liquid on his uh, head, and it's dripping and it's soaking into his sweat glands yes. and shit. So then he goes full on jitters mode, like what we see, what we saw from Earl in last season, and he totally goes jitters, Junior. Doesn't shake the whole Earth or shack, but he just shakes himself to death. Because I guess that's technically kryptonite poisoning. Yeah, where Pete is just now looking over him, being like, don't worry, I'm going to do something. But he's just watching him shake. And then Pete just goes, all right, Clark, it's time to leave. He's dead. Yeah, dude, that part cracked me up so much. He's like, no, we got to do something. And he's just looking at all right. Dead bodies do nothing. He's dead, Clark. He's dead. He just saw dead bodies. He's like, let's get out of (laughs) here. And so look at this. They come back to the camp farm. And they're all with the family, the Kent parents and Pete and Clark. And they're all just standing around the ship now back in the cellar. And Pete is like, you know, Clark, I totally get it, man. I'm sorry for acting the way I did. And John doesn't bat an eye, no smile, no smirk, not even telling uh, Pete he's proud of him, bro. He is so mad still. He does not approve of Pete knowing the secret. Watch. I want you to watch. No, I know he doesn't because even when Pete's trying to explain, because Pete also has to say this in order to cover his ass, when Hamilton was there and he was trying to kill me, I knew at that time, even though I've been a terrible friend, I just wasn't going to be able to reveal your secret because, Clark, you are important to me. I want us to be friends forever. And this is a very loving situation where Jonathan even acknowledges Pete, I'm proud of you. He's not looking at Pete. He is looking at Clark as if that they rehearse these lines together. He's like, yeah, you know, uh, Pete, I'm proud of you, man. But um, just know this is a tremendous burden. And it's not going to get any easier. And Clark's like, yeah, he's just telling you welcome to the family. And they just laugh and shit. And then uh, John is still not Jonathan smiling. Jonathan is still not laughing. He is so angry that the moment that Pete goes home, he is going to scream so loud at people. I mean, yeah, and, the, and the whole thing, too, with Pete, he's just like, you know, uh, you know, even after, you know, uh, Dr. Hamilton tried to kill us and everything, you still try to save him. Like, well, yeah, man, I got to save everyone. I'm Superman. And Pete's like, guess it's hard being you, huh? So, Pete, you're a piece of shit. You're hey, everyone, die. everyone die. Hey, Pete, why didn't you realize this uh, last season whenever Clark, I'm sorry, last year, freshman year, whenever Clark was, you know, saving everybody? 
Yeah. Um, hey, Pete, how do you think that you woke up, say, at times? This, this goes to the whole thing of Smallville being dumb in general. No, it has to do with, actually, I'm pretty sure they're trying to erase season one out of our brains. <laughs> You I know mean, what? It's not going to happen. Two and three, it practically is a race. No, it's not. It's not going to happen. Season one's always going to live forever. They're not going to do this to me. Long um, live season one. It was there. It was a part of life. And so one of our last scenes here that we have is uh, Lex coming to D- Hamilton's lab. He allows because the... Lionel said, "Let's go check out at Hamilton's because you you you're going to understand what I was what he was showing me earlier." And so he goes there, and there's nothing there. Lex, Hamilton's body's not even there, bro. Lex even sees just a silver chair. Yeah, by the way, Hamilton's body's not there. Nobody's even in the lab. There's no officers. Everything is still left in there. Nothing is taken. What happened to Hamilton? Yeah. What the hell? Is he dead? He should be. He should be. Who knows, dude? Where? By the way, did they ever explain that? Did we ever get an explanation where it happened to his body? I have no idea. Hopefully, we can see something here. But uh, but yeah, Lex just keeps telling Lionel. You think Pete took it for later? <laughs> I'll remember him forever. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, Lex just basically tells Lionel here, look, man, there's nothing here. And uh, Lionel's just like, oh, my God, I hate that part. <laughs> Lex is just trying to tell Lionel, like, look, man, why don't you just leave the house, you know? He's like, look, man, I just want to spend time with my, spend time with my son. He just starts touching his face, and Lex is like, oh, my fucking God, man, why is my dad still here, bro? All Lex has to do, and in a way he does, is to say, well, Put now you can be... the pillow over his face when he's sleeping. I know, <laughs> He dude. could have done that earlier. <laughs> he, we could have done a Reaper, but we didn't. And now we are going to the last scene where it's Pete and Clark shooting the hoops. And this is, in my opinion, the worst thing. <laughs> I am just... They're shooting hoops, and Pete's just asking him questions like, so... Uh, so what else can you do? He's like, yeah, X-ray vision. And he's like, you ever look through the girls' locker room? Uh, no, no, I've like, no, never I don't done do that. that. I just have to really focus, you know, blah blah blah. And of course, we're getting nods back to episode yes. four last uh, last season, X-ray. And he's um, like, come on, tell me the truth. And he's like, well, maybe once. Yeah, just once. And Pete, yeah, that's, that's my, my boy. boy right there, dude. Pete, that's disgusting. And what then, a pervert. And then also what, what makes a sick pervert. What makes the scene even worse is the fact that Clark is just like, yeah, and he's shooting the ball. Pete, alright, man. You know what? What can you really do? Give it to me all. You know what? Whenever I go up and step up to you on defense, you're never gonna be able to get by me. Pete, even though I know you're full of it, shut up. Dude. Just shut the hell up. Uh, and he basically has Clark demonstrate a full ass, full ass dunk, going all the way to the hoop. Well, yeah, Clark just does he pulled a like super a jump. Michael Jordan, pretty much. Yeah. I believe I can fly. I believe I, believe I, can, I can touch the sky. sky. I think about it every night. All right, dude, this isn't karaoke. Bro. I spread my wings. <laughs> and we come to the end of the episode with some good bonding moments for Clark and Pete, huh? How about those bonding moments? Yeah, huh? I'm, I'm done. I am, like, so done with this. Thank God I never have to see Pete again. We are forever done with him. What do you mean? He's going to be in every episode. What? Why? Yeah, exactly. My question. (laughs) Wait. First episode. Now that he knows the secret, he can't be a big part of it, right? A lot of things in this episode, I just felt like that Pete had a lot of jealousy where he's like, listen, man, you're the farm boy. Chloe likes you. You have the girl trouble. You have everything. You're tall. What do I have? 
I have my parents being fired from the cream corn factory. I have a news article that keeps being reprinted over and over again. <laughs> Erica Fox transferred to another school. I don't have anything, Clark. And now you have superpowers. What am I left with? I think that's what Pete was really saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember you were in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I was just thinking that uh, we haven't rated episodes in a while. Okay. We have three so far. Let's rate them. All right, so it's this easy. First one, Tempest. Sorry, Vortex. Yeah, six out of ten. Six? I may give it six point five to seven. I'll, I'll do six, six point five. Dude, you already know what I'm giving Heat. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not, we're not on Heat. Yeah, but like. Oh wait, wait. Actually, when the audience listening to this, yes, they will be on Heat. Yeah, no, Heat's gonna be probably eight point five for me. I'm gonna give it a nine. I can't give it a nine only because of the ending. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Damn, you might be right. Yeah. No, actually, like, I Joseph, really Joseph, he like defeated her with a burning handle. <laughs> ah! I'll give that one an 8, actually. No, 8.2. No, it's 8.5. Stop trying to get around my eight, score. 8.2. I hate you. 8.2. And so, uh, Vortex for me, I'll give that a 6 as well. This episode, I'm going to give a solid 6. I would say the first one, I'll give it the first one 6.5. For Vortex, because duplicity was much worse than that. I'll give this six and a half because of Hamilton. I'm just going to let everybody know. Next week is going to be a 9.5 episode. Next oh, week is going to be a 9.5. I can't wait for this moment with Lionel. This oh, is God. what everybody should be tuning into. Next week, we got Red. We got Red episode four of season two. Fans, as you know, this is the first time we get the new class of Kryptonite. Well, at this point, it's still Meteor Rock. Yeah, and by the way, we're not going to say what it does. We're going to wait till next week because oh, yeah. it's going to be a doozy. What I'm hoping and what I'm knowing, Clark's going to get down and dirty. Dude, this episode's so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks again for listening this week. The two nerds are out. Sayonara, adios. Get out, bro. I hate Pete so much. <laughs>